Hello friend. Hey everyone, welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Mr. Robot Season 3, Episode 10. It is the season finale. It is called Eps 3.9 underscore Shutdown Dash R. Uh, interesting, that's not a fail name. Yeah, it's a dash, not a dot. Yeah, that, that's a command, right? That's a, that's a shutdown command. So, yeah. um, oh, I actually don't think it's... I don't mean to dispute with uh, Mr. Esmail. He's, he's a very smart fellow, much smarter than me. <laughs> Makes this show. <laughs> Given it's not how much they... of a challenge, admittedly. More of a challenge than smarter than you. Debatable. But given the end of this episode, I feel like reboot, the reboot command or the restart command would have been a, a better uh, title. But I mean, who am I to judge? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so yeah, season finale got our notes. We're going to work our way through this, and uh, we're going to going to dig in deep. Um, worth mentioning, this was the longest episode of the season, although still not anything compared to some of the longer episodes in season two. Still tighter than that. This was still yeah, under an still, hour. Still under an hour. It's, yeah. it's only a few minutes longer than I think the I think the first episode was the longest one before this. Yeah, and I think if you take away the post credit scene, it's probably not the longest. So that's how much of a smaller margin it is. Okay. I could be wrong. Well, I haven't checked the numbers, but just... I mean, I think it's still a bit longer. A couple of minutes. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to dive in and uh, hopefully uh, make some sense of a fairly emotional <laughs> season finale. So uh, we start off with Elliot's place, the Dark Army, led by Grant, are storming it. They're in to try and find them. They're rummaging through the clothes. There's... This left all over the floor, but of course Elliot is hiding next door in Shayla's apartment because we know he, he can get in there. We've established that already. Yeah. Uh, as soon as it cut to the hallway and it showed you the two doors, I'm like, oh, I know where he's he is. He's just there. Yeah. <laughs> he's just there. Like, come flipper. on, we got to go find him. Yeah. I'm, I'm in flipper just up against the door. Uh, like... I'm not gonna lie, I was a little concerned that the dog was gonna make a noise. So is the dog next door? I don't know. Have to be suspicious. It doesn't have to be, but. I mean, don't get me wrong, we know that Grant is familiar with Flipper, right? We know that he's aware of the yeah, Flipper exactly. exists, but no, he's a good dog. <laughs> Didn't get Elliot killed. Conveniently, he was a good dog that time, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, of course, uh, Elliot's worried about Darlene. He's worried that if they're coming after him, they're going after her next. So he, he, he's like, okay, I need to go to the, the meeting place, let's go see if she's there. And we end the uh, the opening scene uh, with a shot of this blank CD, which we know is the CD that has his life. Because you know, he always erases like, all the data of someone, but he always backs it up on your disc. We know that's his. His is the one that doesn't have the name on it. It's just a yeah. blank disc. Uh, so uh, we actually end on that. Very nicely framed. Obviously, it's foreshadowing for later on in the episode, but just as a visual for the title to come up, it was actually quite a nice Yeah, at the time, because uh, obviously, again, you write your notes on a second viewing, so you have knowledge... That, that, uh, whereas I don't, I do you, it as you, I go you through. You could say that I have uh, future knowledge. I'm from the future. Time traveling is happening. I could say that, but I resisted. Thematically, I'm linking it into the show, but on you go. Okay, fine. My point was going to be obviously, I didn't know that it was meant to be foreshadowing at that point when I was writing my notes. And I was uh, like, obviously, knowing what the disc was already. I was going, okay, so this is going to be, this episode is going to be about Elliot. If that's the title screen, is, you know, that image is about him, this one. Yeah. But regardless, we, we moved on and we went to the FBI 
Uh, and of course, it, this was a nice transition. There was a lot of this in this episode where it would cut to another scene and it would work quite well based on... Because the last thing Elliot says, oh, I need to get to Darlene, I need to see if he's okay. And then it cut to Darlene and the FBI. There was, there was a lot of that going on where it was nice transitions because of, uh, you know, just thematically they raised, a, raised a, a character or a place and then it would cut to that place of character. It would, you know, it did yeah. that a lot. Uh, but Darlene's there, Santiago, is obviously he's, he's frantic, he's worried, he's taking her somewhere he comes in and he gra- really harshly as well like she, he throws her against the wall like it's very clear this is not just by the book and she's like hey dude why, why are you arresting me like come on i told you everything but he's, he's clearly you know not in the up and up and dom of course starts to stumble into finding things out she's very suspicious yeah and i think we should point out here it's clear at least it seems clear now that darlene did not tell dom everything you know how, how oh, last sure, yeah. we were suspecting maybe in that that bit of time that we missed Joe, it's funny, like, I'd completely forgotten about all that, because as soon as it started, I was like, you know, I, sometimes yeah. when it just gets going in a different direction than what I'd maybe, like, theorised it might do, I just forget every bit of that speculation and just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go down I the just, path I, I noted it there, just because it was yeah. like, that first time, I was like, okay, not that then. That said, that although that all, all the uh, talk of someone in the FBI working for Dark Army seems to have at least you know, nested itself in her brain because yeah. she's like, okay, that's weird. Why, why, why did he lie to me about this guy taking over the case? He's not in his office. Oh, Darlene's not in the holding cell or the, the interrogation room. What's going on? And she actually confronts him out in the, in the, the car park. Like she, she stops him. Darlene's in the car. In fact, one of my favourite things about this scene is Darl- the, the, the glares. Like Darlene kept looking back at her being like, and just shaking her head like, no. Like, don't, like he's, he's bullshitting you. Yeah, don't trust him. Uh, and Dom's suspicious the entire time. Um, but no, uh, so it's really. T- I don't have a whole lot to like, analyze with this scene beyond it's just really tense and well done uh, up until yeah, when she's backing away. And yeah. she, he's like, "What? You scared of me? Come on! There's all these cameras here. I'm not going to do anything." And then he just hits her immediately. It's such a, a quick punch as well. I just, just suddenly, just out of nowhere. Yeah, it's a really hard hit. You really feel it. You feel the fear in Darlene's face when it happens. It's like, oh wait, shit. Because obviously, I, I, before we got to this 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 section of the the scene, I thought, oh maybe he's already left with her, and I'm going to be rooting for Dom to save Darlene. Like all episode, you know, Dom, yeah, you have to get yeah, to her. But he, she gets to her, and now she's also held captive. She she's been taken as well. And I'm like, oh crap. Okay, this is bad. Where's this going? I actually don't know where this is going. You're you're making me uneasy here, Esmail. You're making me uneasy. <laughs> so. So no, that that was that. So then we when we go to the arcade, that was the meeting point uh, back mm-hmm. in the old F Society place. And Elliot's like, okay, I've got all this information. I've got every single operative of the Dark Army has. I know where they all are. But that's too much to sift through. If they've got if they've got Darlene, and he kind of just assumes that they do. He assumes that well, if she went to the FBI to try and do something, they've got someone in the FBI. He just he sort of like okay, he, he almost just assumes the worst. I've already got her, or she might already be dead. I have to try and get to her. So I'm like, yeah. okay, so now he's going to try and save Darlene. But there's too much data to go through, and he can't wade through it. Of course, there's a lot of personal stuff in here. He keeps saying over and over again, uh, she's going to F and die. Like she, he says that like four or five times. Like He, he just keeps yeah, like pacing. Yeah, he gets, he gets himself really worked up here. Yeah, he punches the uh, the popcorn machine. He tips over one of the mach- the arcade machines. Yeah, I think it's kind of it's to, to sober him up. The, 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 you know, like the blood, the, the pain. It's like, okay, no, mm. it kind of brings you back to reality a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, obviously, again, this was foreshadowing, but especially on a second second viewing, I noticed as he's saying, you know, think, think, I've got to know something, I've got to know something. He's saying, there has to be something that will lead me to whoever this is, to a way to find her. Some of the classic Mr. Robot theme comes in. 
Yeah, I've got that here. The return yeah. of one of the main season one theme. Yeah, is what I kind of called it. And it's very telling, is especially when you see where it goes next, because his plan is that he needs to finally talk to Mister Robot again, and he does this by going to the Ferris wheel. And yeah. I mean, and we thought there was a lot of season one callbacks last week. Oh, there's a shit ton of them this episode. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, there's a lot that are specifically episode one. There is, yeah. There's a couple that aren't, but there's a lot that are specifically episode one of season one. Uh, at least as best as my memory can place them. <laughs> yeah. So, so no, and what I loved about how this was shot, they get in the, the Ferris wheel, and it's just these straight reverse shots where they're banging on in the middle of the frame on both sides. And the Ferris wheel has like a, a cage around it. Yeah. You know, obviously, it's for safety, but it just it feels like, you know, he's trapped in a cage with himself right now. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that this is one of the rare times where they're having a conversation that you never see both of them together like at the same time. It never cuts to a shot of the two of them sitting opposite. Because I think I think it's a sign that, okay, they're in the same scene together, they're communicating, but they're not as one yet. Yeah, they're still fractured. They're still fractured, because they're, they're openly talking about that. Uh, but I, I love the idea that he's so concerned about Darlene that he's willing to talk to him. Okay, I need to talk to him now. I, I need to try and fix this. Yeah. Uh, so, no... Uh, so yeah, I really like the whole trapped in a cage together. I, I really like the imagery of that. Um, it's obviously very thematic. So, but obviously the, the key lines that I was picking out here that I really, really liked uh, was when he's talking about why he's not spoken to him, why he's been scared of him. He says, I've been scared of the part of me that is you. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting because it's kind of that, it's one of the, the real, like the first real times he's acknowledged that this is just him. Yeah, it's a lot more open this episode. That even Mister Robot later on in the episode, the way he talks back to him, even he's talking about it as if I'm part of you. It's not just we're two separate people anymore. Yeah. Um, and it, it, what I loved about this is Elliot's like, I, I need to know, like the seventy-one buildings. Would would you have went through with that had you known? Like from the start, would you have done that plan? And it, it, obviously, it does the, the great thing where he says. I would have, and there's a pause. There's a pause yeah. as he's like finishing the sentence. He says, I would have found another way. And I love the idea that this is Elliot making sure that he's not capable of it. Like, this is yeah. a self... Like, he, making he, sure he's, he's not yeah, a monster. Because if, if Mr. Robot says, yes, I could have done it, then he knows that he could have done it somewhere yeah. in him. That's that's him that's, that's making that call. Yeah, that, that, this is literally him like self-analyzing here. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, asking himself these hard questions. So... Uh, it's actually an oddly sweet moment when he says, "No, I'd have found another way." It's actually yeah. okay, right? This is this is easily one of the sweetest scenes between these two we've ever had. It's very bizarre, mm -hmm. but they're working together, so that's cool. Uh, then we're in the car with Santiago. Dom wakes up and basically just like calls him on everything. Wait, China last year, you were not there when the gunman showed up. Oh, Cisco, you gave up his location before we could get to him. You know everything. She just goes through everything, like all the main beats. Yeah, it's, yeah like it's just like okay, it all makes sense now. Yeah, and again with the foreshadowing, Dom says because because he implies that oh, she'll be willing to do the same I, I thing. Think, I think yeah, I've got this quote down as well yeah. already. Nothing would make me betray everything I believe in, yeah. and I'm like okay, especially in a rewatch, obviously. But I'm like okay, you, you're going to regret saying that <laughs> at yeah. some point. Uh, it's, it's one of those lines that even even on like a first time viewing, straight through, I'm like, yep, okay, I'm jotting that down because that's coming up later. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was necessarily be this episode, admittedly, which it does. Yeah, but but, but it was worth. It was it was clear. It was like, okay, no, come on, yeah. don't don't say things like that. That never goes well. 
Mm. I love that Darlene's completely silent in this scene. She's just kind of there. She's reacting. Obviously, when she mentions Cisco, she she gives more of a reaction than she had before. But she's mostly just sitting there taking in. And it was kind of this weird thing where they're both in the back seat, like both both restrained. They're both in the same place. <laughs> like yeah. they're equals right now. Uh, I just it was a really interesting dynamic. I thought. Um, and then we're at Santiago's house. And Mr. Robot and Elliot are there. Uh, what I thought was funny is like they were doing some sort of weird thing where they were cheating here. Why are you looking at me funny? Huh? Yeah, yeah, no, I no, I was trying to read my own notes. All oh, so. right, okay. <laughs> I and thought, then, uh, have and I, I missed a scene? Say, no, it's as you were saying that I was like, ah, that's what my note yeah. says because you're you're bringing up the point that my note is. Yeah, so, you know, they were doing a little funny thing here where they were both like picking up things and looking at them at the same time. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cheating, but again, it's just kind of representative of what he's actually yeah, doing. I, I put it down as well, because it's just weird, because they always did such a job of hiding them doing something at the same time. Yeah, I, I think this is maybe maybe showing us, though, that, that, that the lines are getting weirder. Like, like we said how before, they were both in the same scene, but they weren't in the same shot. Now they're in the same shot, but now they're both doing things at the same time. It's like they're overlapping, almost. Yeah. Um, it's maybe different when he does this with someone else around, but with just those two in the room, I, I don't have a... <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's running back and forth between the two places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost want that that shot. Of what's really happening right now as this yeah. is going on? Yeah. So they're they're looking for something to lead to location. They actually get the the Red Bull Barrel menu, and there's like numbers. And it's like, oh, it's an all cipher. I'm going to crack this code. Yeah, it's like, oh, this again. Yeah, but then they don't have to because Irving's there, and. Yeah. He drops a little meta commentary. He's talking about how you need to have a good ending. Like even if the the middle and the start are a bit meh, you got to have a you know a blowout of an ending. Yeah, he says you always got to have a wow ending. Otherwise, what's the point? And I, I was wondering which way is this supposed to be taken? Because what one way is oh the obvious implication that Esnell's going, hey look, this could be a hell of an ending. Mm. But the other way I was thinking is like. Irving's kind of a dick. We don't like anything that he says. You can't trust anything that he says. So is this supposed to be just a hey? Enjoy the middle and the start as well. It's not all about the ending. I think you could go both ways. I because uh, because I don't necessarily agree with them. Like there's plenty of things where the ending's not that great, but everything else is fantastic. So why let it ruin it? No, I agree. Yeah. So, but hey, uh, so uh, uh, yeah, one more point about this scene that I actually did quite like is Elliot starts like talking to us. He's like, "Wait, if he's here, then they probably already have Darlene, and if that happens, then maybe I can do this. Maybe I can ma- manipulate him." All I have to do is, and Irvin actually cuts him off when he's thinking. He's like, "Yeah, whatever you're thinking about right now, it's not going to work. Let's just yeah. do it easy way." And I'm yeah, like, "Oh, yeah. that he, was kind of cool." He, uh, he can see Elliot's got his thinking face on. Oh, yeah, uh, nice touch. Then we cut to Angela, uh, who's in a big fancy bedroom, really, mm. really, really posh. Uh, uh, they actually confirm it in this scene, even though we don't see him till later. But uh, we were right; it was Price. That, yeah, that, that she, she thinks it's the Dark Army, though, as, yeah. as we again suspected. Yeah, uh, nice little touches here. That the, the, the guy, the guy who comes in to offer her breakfast and stuff, he offers her breakfast, and then he starts feeding her fish in this little, tiny, little miniature tank. And I thought, oh, that's Angela. She's that's how she feels. She's in a tank yeah. right now. It's just just a mansion. It's bigger. Yeah. She's a human, but you know, same same difference. Um, and yeah, so that was basically it. There was a lot of quick scenes in this episode, kind of setting things up for later. Yeah. Uh, Later on, of course, there's a lot of cutting back and forth between two things. I was actually smart enough to flip between two pages, and I have them separately. Oh, oh better than me. Yeah, I've got a nice uh, separation for those. But, uh, yeah, so a lot of set-up. A lot of set-up in these early early scenes. Mm. But we're about to get to the real real meat, because we get yeah, to the farmhouse. Yeah, this farm is where it starts. Yeah, so, so it's actually Elliot and uh, Irvine 
and I guess technically Mr. Robot. You see them all get out of the car. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I touch I really liked Mr. Robot and Elliot's doors open perfectly in time. They close mm. perfectly in time as well. It was yeah. nice. So, you know, given that we'd just seen them being independent, you know, it was really well nice to see them completely in sync. It's one of those things where... Because they've both got the same goal right now. It is kind of nice to see them working together again. And it's even different from Season 1 because you can't even say it's back to Season 1 because in Season 1, it wasn't like a friendly, we-understand-each-other relationship. It was very... Not antagonistic, but he was constantly trying to trick him into it doing was, things. It, it was a, a working relationship. It was kind of manipulative. Yeah. You know, there, there was like, you know, there was underscores to it. There was like, okay, I can't really trust him to just do what I want. I have to kind of shape him it, into it. It always felt like it was, okay, in, in, to, in the, the purpose of the job. It was yeah. never about, like, on a, in a personal level between them. Yeah, now it's, it's, it at least feels like more of a mutual agreement than, than anything yeah. else. Uh, it's one of those things, though, where I didn't even notice it until the second viewing. Where Well, I noticed it, but I never clicked that it was, it was wrong that both of them got out of the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the first time it ever even occurred to me, of course, there's three of them, and then the second time, I'm like, wait a minute, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that back not door real. should never be opening. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's a nice, it's a nice touch. It's it's nice that they're they're playing with that. Uh, my my first note actually for this scene because again they get the barn and I was like the gang's all together because Leon's mm. there, Dom's there, Darlene's there, a couple of masked uh, dark army guys, the Irving's here of course. Everyone's together. Everyone but Angela. Angela's doing her own thing, but. Uh, so, uh, Santiago whines a lot. He's like, "Hey, I've got this mess to clean up, and I always clean up your mess." And he's, you can tell, Irving's just, just it's tired just like, oh, of him. I'm sick of this guy. Yeah, and obviously, when he says mess, he means dumb. Well, that's kind of what Irving points out. And you know, I know, I know how to fix this. And of course, Irving very, you know, very suggestively replies with, "So do I." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh God." Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of get the feeling like he's ready to kill her, kill uh, Santiago at this point. If I'm yeah. honest, it kind of felt like, nah, you're sick of this asshole. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, he's like, nah, he, he, you screwed up one too many times. Just the fact that she's here and we have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Yeah, but as they're leaving, because everything's like, okay, right, right, honey, you come out here. Just before we cut outside to them where they're going. Elliot's with Darlene, and first of all, he asks if she's okay, and she's like, of course I'm not effing okay, are you kidding me? Yeah, what do you, what do you think? Uh, but he's like, oh, I've got a plan, I'm going to you know, talk to her, and he looks up and there's a, there's a camera, like, this, like, they're already being watched, he knows they're being watched, he knows she's watching. Yeah. Right, what was he watching? I actually, just threw out all the stuff in the barn, I loved how every so often it would cut to that camera. There's a few specific moments yeah. that really do it justice. And I think it works because you don't see her. I mean, you see her eventually later on, but throughout all this stuff, every time we cut to this but you, camera... But you know she's watching. Yeah. She's this, she's ever-present, but you never see her. And it gives her a real ominous kind of presence. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so, so Santiago basically is like, hey, we don't have to kill her. We can flip her. She's useful. She's good. She, you know, she was rising up the ranks. She's like a you know, real go-getter in the FBI. She's the next you know, prodigy. And it's almost like Irving's like, oh, is she? Do you think she, she she could? It's almost like he said, oh, is she actually going to be that good? Well, she she be that useful, you know? And again, yeah. I'm I'm doing this with a little bit of hindsight, given that I know what he's about to do. Yeah, but even at the moment, yeah. it's pretty clear. And it's like Santiago, you just you're just proving that you're not needed. Yeah, uh, and he's got his axe, and you know, Dom is like really. And I I like that, even though she's been a badass the whole time, she's very confident. She's still tied up, and she thinks she's going to get decapitated with an axe here. Yeah. You know, so he he ends up axing, axing Santiago. Yeah, I like though. Again, if you hadn't figured out that it was going to be you know Santiago and not Dom, 
there's the moment where you know Dom's kind of she's getting a bit distraught. She's she's getting a little bit anxious. She's starting to cry a bit, and and Irving's like, hey, look, just you know, look up at the sky. You know, keep deep breath, set your mind off it. As soon as it's like, okay, tell her to look away. It's like, okay, she's fine. Well, not fine, alive. <laughs> Uh, I think there was always the possibility that maybe he'd just kill both of them. Yeah. Because cause there was there, there was the whole thing where she's like, I'll never flip. The first thing we're going to do is, you know, I'm going to arrest you. Well, I mean, that line comes later, but she says she won't flip repeatedly. And Irvin even repeats it and says, well, like you said, she ain't going to flip. Like, yeah. you know, so so there is the doubt there that you, you can't just Im- immediately yeah. guess exactly what's what the, the plan's going to be. But of course, after, after he's, uh, you know, I don't think he's quite dead yet, but he's, he's axed him once or twice. And he, he turns around to Dom, is like, you work for the Dark Army now. That's the exact line. Yeah. And Dom, of course, is like, no, no, no. She, she, she's not going to admit. She's not, it's like, I'm never going to be a traitor. Uh, you know, the, if you uncuff me, the first thing I'm going to do is arrest your ass. Like, this is what's going to happen. And then Irvine, of course, we know he's a salesman. And he's like, so what's the, what's the name of your uh, your youngest family member? Uh, your little four-year-old uh, niece or nephew? Like Nephew. Is a nephew. Jamie. Uh, and then he's like, "Oh, what about your uncle and your mother?" And he's describing them. And he, he makes a point of point. He knows where they all live. He's like, "Oh, he'll be getting the Dallas, you know, press." And yeah, yeah. He, he's. Do you know what I love though? He keeps looking at his hand while when he goes to look. Oh, he's got. At, yeah, know, he's, he's got it on like his it's hand. a cheat sheet on his hand. Yeah. I know. You, we never really see his hand to, to know if it's there or not, or if he's just kind of pretending. I don't yeah. know. I can see it either way. I think he does. I, I don't think he remembers any of this shit. He just he has it because he knows he needs it. So he wrote yeah, it down. Yeah, his a hand. little cheat sheet. Yeah, so no, and he's he's axing, he keeps he keeps you know axing a uh, Santiago, and he start he gets really agitated and shouts, "Dom, I'm going to need verbal confirmation that you're grasping the details of this agreement." And I will say the acting from her is really good in this scene. She is breaking oh, yeah. down. Uh, she is being forced into a position that she, we know that morally she never wanted to be in. She does not want to do this, and you buy that she's willing to die for for her beliefs, but. The minute you start threatening her, like or everyone in her family, everyone she cares about, who can't fight like, for themselves, this worth it? yeah. So she she's been forced, and again, that was kind of teased with Santiago, where he's like, "Oh, you have no idea what they have over me. It's not just that I'm evil and want money. It's not that at all." Yeah, we get. I mean, the implication was it's to do with his mother at the yeah. very least, because obviously we had a few little bits with her. Yeah, there's been enough of her so we, we can get that. And while Santiago was a bit of a dickhead, as Irving points out later. There is just a little bit of not redemption, but you see that he's not complete an evil douchebag. Because right before he's trying, like he's doing his best to try and not get Dom killed. He's saying, "No, she can work with us." Like she, she's yeah. You know, he's actually kind of doing a decent thing. As decent he as he, he's, he he's, he's trying. He's still awful, but like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know. he still deserves the axe to the face and the chest and everywhere else yeah. that, that he gets axed. And, and of course, Dom returns to the barn after this, uh, uncuffed, and just sort of comes in. And of course, Leon's like, "Oh, looks like you just got your initiation," mm. uh, and like you know, um, and I, I do kind of like that. I, I don't think like, when Darlene looks over and says, "Dom," I don't think she thinks, "Oh, she's just given in and she's one of the bad guys now." I think she understands that she's been forced yeah, to initiate, definitely. if you will. Like, I, I think she gets that. Uh, so, but yeah. Also, can we just talk about Irving like before when he's like, "Right, uh, if you give me a minute myself, I need to center myself again." And then he starts, you know, hacking at him with the axe. Swinging, yeah. yeah. This is for me. Some of the, the CG blood beforehand was a little bit rough, but I did actually really like the wide shot at the end when he's just hacking at it and hacking at it, and they've got, like, a, you know, a, a dummy or a prop, and it's just, like, he's just mutilating it with an axe. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's great. Blood's always cool. Love it. 
so then, you know, Elliot has a nice little setup line where he, it's, he says, uh, oh, we're waiting for someone important and it cuts to Grant arriving. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where he looks at the camera, he's convinced it's White Rose is coming, even though we, we we know it's not, even before it cuts to Grant, we know it's not because, you know, the whole thing with, you know, he's had all the time he's ever going to have with White Rose. She's not going to just show up and I mean, ruin I, I think it will happen eventually, but it will be not something she was planning for and she will probably be pissed it'll about be a, it. It'll be a worst case scenario sort of yeah. thing or he'll show up to her unannounced. It'll be, it'll be nothing that she can control, perhaps. Yeah. Or he'll already have ruined part of her plan and that'll be... Like, yeah. she'll have to... She'll be forced yeah, but it, it was definitely not going to be just for this. Yeah. So, Grant arrives. Uh, really nice little touch I like with Irving in this scene, actually. he uh, He's waiting for them to arrive and he's actually at the door of the actual main house because they're all in the barn for everything else, but he's at the door of the main house and he's, like, wiping his hands. He's got, like, a cloth or a handkerchief or whatever and he's, he's wiping it. And as the car pulls up, the, the shot's inside the house and everything's really... Because it's, like, it's, it's exposed for the light so it's all silhouette so you just see the light from outside... Uh, and he's like silhouette. The rest of the house is all dark. He actually, like, you know, he finishes rubbing his hands and he throws the cloth back into the house and then shuts the door. I like that symbolically. It's kind of like he's the dark side of himself. He's just locked away again. So like he's throwing yeah, it back I'm done, inside. Yeah, done with that now. Yeah, don't have to see it. The way the way the lighting was specifically was really making me feel that. I was like, this is the dark side of him, and he's left. He's you know he's had his his stress release if you want to call it that, and he's put the cloth back in and shut the door, and we never go back in there again. Because especially since he he then says he's going on his sabbatical, he's ready to go for his vacation. Uh, but anyway, I loved how Grant looked annoyed when he's like, oh, I had to kill the FBI, <laughs> and he's just like, oh, Irving. Yeah, it's like, really? look, I got you a new one. She's pretty good. I mean, she's not as high as rank, but she's pretty good. <laughs> Gumption, I believe, is the word he used earlier. She <laughs> yeah. has gumption. Uh, but yeah, so... So so yeah, this is a very interesting scene in a lot of ways. I agree. It's one of these scenes where if you tell me, oh yeah, Grant and Irving, that's going to be crazy interesting. I'll be like, alright, sure. What what do they really have to talk about? Because Irving's like, okay, I'm going on my sabbatical. I need to finish my book. And Grant's like, no, you can't leave. We have work to do. Uh, you know, and basically tries to you know pull pull hierarchy on him, and Irving just turns around, walks right up to him, and grabs his face like this, just like you know, yeah, like 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 he's a like a child, like like he can control, and says some really fascinating things I was not expecting to come out of his mouth. Absolutely. So, yeah. So Irving, first of all, this whole thing implies that Irving's actually higher up than Grant is, which did not seem to be the case before. See, this is the thing. I don't know if he is, or if he just thinks he is. No, see, I, I think I think he is because he understands his place better. Because I, I I think Grant thinks he's higher than him because he's kind of the one who works closely with White Rose and he he has the yeah, men. Okay. But I think I think it's one of these things where he, he works outside of the the structure, if you will, of the organization as this man who does all these things. But I think he's actually higher up. I think he has more leeway with White Rose. I really want to make this into a Star Wars analogy, but you'll kill me. <laughs> he he's the Darth Vader. He's he's outside of the Empire's structure, but he just comes in and he goes, "I do this," and everyone goes, "All right, fine." Sure, sure, sure. But look, it's it's Star Wars week. I had to get one in there somewhere. Yeah, at the time of recording, uh, we're, we're we're less than you know at twenty four hours away from Star Wars, you know, premiering. Because uh, all all the early showings are on Thursday, uh, so Connor's all excited. I'm excited. What what do you want me to say? 
It's the best time of year. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so, but no. And then, then the other thing he says to him is like, you know, I already did my time. You know, I was you years ago. Yeah, he he goes, oh, you know, his white rose still, you know, do it, throwing those fits and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like such... ha, has she made you taste her yet? As he he almost puts his finger in his mouth as he says that. Yeah, it's uh, and I'm like, wait, Irving was like the the boy toy, <laughs> like yeah. before. What? What's he happening? He was a bit younger, clearly. And I'm like, was this like during the uh, you know, the, the plant time with uh, you know, Elliot's dad and Angela's yeah. mom? Was that during that time period when he was like White Rosie's? Well, yeah, I really, I, I really don't know, and I think it's fascinating. And especially since you're given where Grant's story ends in this episode, it's like, well, clearly, when he decided not to be that anymore, or White Rose decided he wasn't that anymore, he took it differently, and he, you know, found his own little niche for himself and went off and did his own thing. I think it's probably he decided, but not in mm. a way that annoyed White Rose. Clearly, more Possibly. in a way of I'm more useful here. Let me go and have this freedom. Yeah, I'm actually really curious about what that some of that backstory is now. Yeah, yeah, and, I want to. And does White Rose go through these people? Is Elliot the new like target? Does she want Elliot? Is, you know, oh, is that why yeah. Grant's so jealous? It's not. He thinks it's not just about his hacking skills. This whole talk of about being special. I mean, we kept taking that as oh, it's because he's got two personalities. He's key to their plan. Maybe it's just attraction, or attraction's yeah, part yeah. of it, and that's why Grant is so jealous about Elliot's existence. Yeah. That, that that would be a really nice way, you know, just to keep it to a, a human level of it's all just personal feelings that that run well. It's not it's not all these big conspiracies. It's oh, how, yeah, do you, but, how do this this feel about someone? Yeah, just like how before it was, you know, you you, you had to ask twice the price. Now it's yeah, it's just it's just something petty. It's like you annoyed yeah. me, so I'm going to do this. It's no, there's no conspiracy behind it. Just because you did this. Certainly, his jealousy is perfect though, because even at the end of the last episode, when he's like, you know, I want to kill him, like this this time to kill him for you. Like he's trying to get what he wants by taking out Elliot. He's trying to get rid of yeah, that threat. Absolutely. So everything leaves. And he's like, yeah, White Rose will be fine with what I'm doing. And just leaves. And Grant can't talk back to him. He can't say anything. He, the guards never flinch, even when Irving's like... This is where I, this is where I think he probably is higher up. The, the guards know that really he is... like. I think it's fine, because obviously Grant was put in charge of this case. Like, he wasn't given like our free reign to do anything in, in, in the country. It's like, no, no, mm. you're in charge of this specific thing with Elliot. Yeah. And I do wonder if that was almost like, you know, because we know at this point a lot of this doesn't really matter to White Rose. Her plan, as far as she's concerned, has been done. This is just, you know, the petty aftermath now. Yeah. So it's almost like, yeah, yeah, this stuff doesn't really matter. So yeah, yeah, go ahead, you you try this, you 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 prove yourself. Yeah, I, I just I think it's interesting to me that like the the henchmen don't even flinch when he, you know, because yeah. if anyone else tried to do that to Grant, you'd, you'd think his henchmen would immediately you know pull out the guns or yeah but it's saying whatever. something though it's like if they know why doesn't he how can he not know or is it just this uh, he is just oblivious because he's kind of drunk on power almost yeah he's convinced that he's special because he's the one with the white rose not uh, and kind of just thinks he, he's above everyone else yeah i think it's delusions i think just like elliot just like darlene just like everyone in f society he was yeah. you know uh he was not, you know, he wasn't aware of what his actual place was. He was, you know, out of his element. Mm, okay. So, that makes sense to me. Yeah, so next is where it starts to cut between two things frequently. So we're going to take them one by one. 
I just do one side of it. So we're going to do the Angela Price side first. Okay. Right, because it, it was cut between... Sometimes it was cut between uh, just after like two lines of dialogue and it would cut to the other one. So I think that dancing back and forth between them is going to be impossible yeah, yeah. and pointless. So we'll just take Angela Price first and then we'll do all the stuff in the barn um, with the rest of the gang. So so Angela's outside Price's house, uh, sitting on a bench. He comes up and he's talking to her, you know, She's like, oh, why do I leave? I thought I was seeing her, blah, 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 blah. And he is like, well, my staff's not treating you well. <laughs> my staff. Uh, I, I want to be rich enough that I have staff for the house. <laughs> I don't, see, I don't, I don't know if I'd want staff. That means, that means I have to have people around. <laughs> True, but if I want my... Um, Tell you what. Give it 20, 30 years, and I can have robot staff. Oh, yeah, robot staff. That's the way you go. Ah, that's the dream. I was saying, if, I, if I've got all the different various rooms that I want, so the house is big enough to contain them all, I'm going to need staff to clean all the bloody thing, because it's going to be too big. I ain't doing it. Now oh, you get a maid in once a week. <laughs> once, a, once a week for a mansion? <laughs> well, you're, you're only going to use one or two rooms at a time. <laughs> I don't know, that home theatre is going to be... <laughs> Oh, uh, fine. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So you have someone who comes in and cleans that once a day. Um, I swim in the pool. Yeah, I'll be using that every day. That'll be my. Yeah, but to be fair, the the pool itself will will clean itself. You know, it'll filter. So uh, yeah, it shouldn't be that bad. It's a good job you're not uh, running a swimming pool. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying that they'll filter. The you know they're not that awful. <laughs> I don't think they need to be cleaned daily. If well, you're the of course only, not. Well, I mean, you're the only one using it. A public swimming pool is very different. Yeah, yeah, I can pee in my own swimming pool without feeling guilty about it. Sure, if you want to be an awful person <laughs> still. I would never do that, it's disgusting. You know what it's about your own pee. Exactly. We get back on topic. <laughs> we can get back on topic. So, so, so yeah, uh... So, so Price starts openly talking about, oh yes, uh, White Rose's delusional plan. I've known about this for years. It's nothing but that. It's just delusions. You know, he, he's openly talking about it, and he starts telling this story. By the way, I want points for this in a minute because I called this last week. Uh, so he's like, oh yeah, I met your mother thirty-two years ago. We're both working at E Corp, right? Yeah. It goes on and on. It's like, oh, I loved her dearly, but I never told her that. I, 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 I to feel powerful, I kind of tortured her, you know, emotionally. Uh, I was cold, and because uh, obviously he hints at it as well before, where he says, um, "I hired you and tried to manipulate you so that White Rose wouldn't just kill you, because that's what she was going to do when you when your lawsuit was going to interfere with her plans. She was going to just kill you." Yeah, which is what sets us down this conversation, which is like, well, "Why do you care?" And I'm like, "Oh, I know why he cares. I know why he cares. I got this last week. I'm just rubbing it in because I don't know his corner that I'm right." It doesn't annoy me that you're right. It annoys me that I just don't really like it that much. <laughs> I actually don't dislike it. I mean, I don't necessarily like it that much. I don't dislike it it either. I mean, it just kind of feels like it's for the sake of it to me a little bit. At least right now, they could prove me wrong. I I don't know. Like, I I go back to every scene in season two where he's, like, mentoring her and, like, giving her this weird advice. Like, suddenly all that has context, like, why he wants to do that. I get it. I get that there's got... Oh, okay, there's got to be a reason. I just... Oh. I just don't... I, I don't... I don't really like it, and and you know to go and make another Star Wars reference, he oh, he, yeah. he kind of drops that I am your father. He does, and I'm going to say this: I think when Esmail realised this episode was airing right before Last Jedi, I think he changed the dialogue to "I am your father." <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think he had to. You know, I, I think the scene obviously 
was the same. Like it had the same point. It was the same story. But he actually says that line. Yeah, that line of dialogue. Yeah. I think he put in there because he knew it was just before Star Wars. I think that's why he did that. I hope so. That said, if I find out he delayed all this to October because he wanted to coincide, I'll murder him. I mean, that's, delaying, that's a conspiracy theory. Delaying right Mr. Robot so it's close to Star Wars is not something I can get behind. Oh, which reminds me, uh, season four confirmed. <laughs> that, happened, that happened before this aired. See, do you know what's really funny about that? I saw that and I was like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not surprised. I, I wasn't ever, I was never oh, me neither, slightly but concerned. What I think is funny, though, is that that's two years in a row it's done that. Because I remember saying specifically last year when we were doing the finale, it was nice to go into the finale knowing it was renewed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So there we go. Uh, season four is happening. But anyway, so he's telling the story. Uh, you know, mother hated him, wanting to keep uh, Angela away from him. So obviously, her new father, uh, you know, was just treated as her father. Like, as far as she knew, that was her dad. Um, and he's only telling her this because of what White Rose has done, because of how broken she is, because of what White Rose has manipulated her into doing, and all the rest of it. And this is where it gets really kind of. Obviously, I'll talk about this more in the the other half of this. But there's really good solemn music that comes in. Uh, at, at one point, and she's you know she's breaking down, she's crying. She's like, I have to believe there was a purpose, you know, in reference to the seventy-one buildings and all the people who died. I have yeah. to believe, and she actually says she was going to bring my mother back. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad. <laughs> oh, that was a, yeah, it was pretty explicit that like just what she was buying into. Yeah, like this again. I spoke about how good the acting was with Dom before. Like the acting here was uh, really, really good, and it, it was kind of like the emotion, the 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 realization. This is probably bullshit, but she's like, no, I have to believe this. I have to like. Yeah. She, she's going and and I know we we're going to talk about them separately, but just the way these cuts together, I love how we see kind of for Angela the the illusion is being shattered. She's like, no, this is all a this is all been a delusion. This isn't real. But, you know, alternatively, we see pretty much at the same time, White Rose is still fully believing in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk this, about this, that, yeah. This thing. Uh, so, and Price is just like, oh, that was something pay. Uh, this whole thing was just to get back yeah, in. Yeah, it, it felt really, that felt really like, yeah, it's all about me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, it was fine, though, because I actually think Price was being kind of genuine for a lot of this scene. It was probably the most human he's ever felt. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just just well, well, you know, when he was telling the story of what happened, mm. I, I again, obviously, I was like, oh, I know he's going to say the father thing, but I really don't want it. I was really hoping he'd stopped it just that, you know, I was in love with her, but I never told her and I, I, I tortured her about it. And that kind of like sat with him a bit. So when he saw Angela, he was like, OK, I, I, I didn't tell her. And then she died. I have zero problems with being him being her father. I don't, hell, even the way he says it, he says, I'm your father biologically speaking like even you know it's not i know i know i just yeah it's fine <laughs> you've been weird over nothing is so... it weird it's weird i don't think it is that weird there's, there's zero things wrong with this it just feels like it's i don't know it just doesn't work for me I don't know. If anything is making Price more human, it's weird that Price might actually be an ally going forward because he's going to want to help get back at White Rose. Because uh, even she like says like you know what are you going to do? Uh, like you know and the, what you're talking about is like retributions. Oh, <laughs> you know if, if this is all fake and Evangelist really starting to believe that, like is she wanting White Rose's blood? Like are we are we getting to that point? But Price actually says a fairly 
kind of healthy thing. He's like, you're just going to have to find a way to live with what you did and, you know, move on. <laughs> like, he's actually being reasonable. Yes, he's very cold about it still, though, isn't he? He's fairly cold. Like I say, though, this is probably the most... I mean, this is a strong word, but probably the most heartwarming he's been... Uh, that was way too strong a word. ...in the show. Because the, the fact that he seems to actually care about her... I think the, the thing that got me the most about his part of this scene was his honesty about how he felt better by, like, you know, he felt powerful by treating her mother like shit. Like, yeah. there was an honesty there that I felt like, oh, this is actually kind of, feeling kind of reflective. Uh, See, it, it feels like the, the honesty of the powerful being going, well, I can say what I want, it's not going to matter. Poss- possibly, but I mean, I mean, like, I think you're jumping to the, the cynical No, 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 maybe I am, but even in, you know, the way he's like, no, nah, no, nah, sorry, it's all pay, it's all about, this was just a personal thing with me. It all still feels quite self-centred to me. Even I mean, no, he's he, saying this. He absolutely is self-centered, but I, I, I'm not necessarily saying he isn't. I'm just saying, yeah, the the honesty there felt kind of like he was really thinking about it. Like he wasn't just he, he wasn't bragging. Oh, I, I, I did this and got away with it. He no, actually no. feels okay. guilty about it. No, that's fair. Uh, so yeah, so so the other half of this, back at the barn, all this stuff that's going on. Uh, Grant's all about, oh, I guess, be honest, because. Elliot quickly is like, ah, yeah, face these bullshit. You know what's bullshit. Let's let's talk about this. And he's like, yeah, I own you guys. I hacked in. Uh, you know, I like, I I know all your locations. I know everything you did. And he doubts it. So Elliot's just he starts like just saying things. He's like, he just proves it. Here's here's what you did last week. Here's what you did three days ago. Here's I, I love before that though. He goes, oh, I own all your systems. And Grant just laughs. He's like, come on, you know, it was funny, but let's be serious. Yeah, and obviously, because that's one of the things we talked about, about reversing the hack, like, Grant flat out says it, he's like, well, Five, five Nights already served its purpose, like, th- th- that being undone actually affects us in no way. Uh, yeah. This comes back later as to why Elliot wants to do it, but I actually, I like that they addressed that, like, no, this doesn't actually affect Dark Army or White Rose. It doesn't fix anything, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, but then Elliot, he's playing, at this point he's getting grabbed, he's getting put down on his knees, like, Darlene's getting put down on her knees, Leon's got a gun to her head. And he's like, "Hey, I can I can fix your transport problem. I can get your 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 project to the Congo. I can do that. Like I figured mm-hmm. out a way." Uh, so really, really, really cool stuff. It's actually around this point. Uh, Leon gets a text on his phone. You don't get to see what it is. You just you see his phone goes off and he looks. You at see it. his phone. He looks it and he looks up at the camera. That's one of those points where it cuts to the camera mm. watching. And it, you know, one of those ones that's really effective. It's like, oh, okay, you know who that's from because of yeah. the camera link. He just got an instruction of some kind. I wonder what it is. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Exchange uh, of dialogue here that I really loved. Uh, Grant says to Elliot, what makes you believe that you are better than an army of people exactly like you? And Elliot just, like a goddamn superhero, just steps in and says, because I am. And I'm like, yes, Elliot. Yes. Rub it in his yeah. face. <laughs> but he's like yeah I did exactly in one day I did what all of you couldn't in months like I, I just did it uh, and it's all building up the tension at this point you know everything's ticking up and ticking up it's all counting down to like I'm like man someone's going to die I don't know who's going to die but someone's going down uh, but luckily Super Leon to the rescue the instructions he got from White Rose he uh, shoots every, every all the henchmen in the room get shot by Leon yeah because Elliot's there begging up at the camera, yeah. going, look, look, I can do this, just let me do it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's after this where the, the, the solo music comes in, it's really, really nice, uh, it really gets the, you know, it, it feels like some sort of, uh, this weird sense of relief that it's all finally kind of letting go. And I'm still a little bit worried that something bad might just like happen like by surprise. 
but yeah. like you know the, the music because I, I was really nervous especially in the post-credit scene later I'll, more than that when we, when we okay. get there uh, but but no it, it keeps cutting to the camera uh, and finally we actually see White Rose it's this, it's when uh, Grant's phone goes off and White Rose is talking to him on the phone and we see that she's actually watching this in a tablet she's sitting in the bath she, she, you know savage yeah very savage and it's like, yeah, your jealousy of Elliot uh, means that you won't see this project through to the end. Uh, but when this is all over, I promise I will find you. And of course, like, you can... yeah, it's it's it says, it says know that I will find you when our project is complete. Yeah. So of course, like, you can take this very literal and like, yeah, you're not going to be working with us anymore, but I'll come and find you afterwards. But then, if we're going back into this idea, we've brought this this up before that the reason why the Dark Army might be so willing to kill themselves is because they think that when White Rose completes her goal, that they'll all come back. Like, she'll be able to bring yeah. them all back. And, and of course, we've been, it's been speculation for a while, but Angela kind of confirmed that that's what, the, the, at least what the lie that she's been feeding them is. I don't think it's a lie from her. I, I don't think she thinks it's a no, lie. No, I think she believes yeah. it. I think that's kind of the whole thing. I think, especially with what Price was saying there, it's like, no, no, she is obsessed with this. She is completely bought into it. White... I think that's why she manages to convince so many people because she clearly believes it. Yeah, White, White Rose absolutely believes it. Um, but she says, but for now, our time has come to an end. And then, and then in Mandarin says, I love you, which was subtitled for us. And he actually says something in Mandarin as well before he dies, it's not subtitled, because... Yeah, uh, I, I was wondering if you... If you'd yeah. I, I did, I, I did find out what, it, what he said, though. I, lo- I, I looked yeah. it up. I, I meant to, but I didn't have time, so came straight in here to do this. But it wasn't subtitled uh, uh, on the show. But uh, what he actually said was, is take care of her. Mm, and then he shoots himself okay. in the head. That, that lends more credence as well to the idea of you know, Elliot replacing him. That's what White Rose wants. I don't yeah. necessarily think Elliot's going to be game for that role <laughs> specifically. No, no, but... I don't think he is. But I think that's you know what they're, what they're, they're planning at least. Yeah. So at least that's what Grant thinks. I mean, this could be Grant's jealousy still. It could be still yeah. absolutely talking. Uh, but no, so he he's devoted till the end. Just just a just more another way of interpreting you know that know that I will find you when our project is complete. She could be planning to die at the end of all this, and she means in the afterlife. Oh, yeah, I mean... Uh, it could be a, right, you go now, I'll join you later. Yeah, although does that bring into question her believing that our project's going to work? It depends what a project is. If a project, for, for all we know, her project is a way to, to kill everyone on Earth. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm just saying, I, I mean, I, I think it's less likely, I think she is really into some delusion that, that he's going to yeah, come that, back. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm getting from her. But I, I think it was just a different way of reading it. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so now Elliot has to pay up. Yeah, Leon gets a laptop out and gets him to do his thing. He, you know, he, he does his thing uh, to fix the, the transport issue. He's, he's sneaking put, it in. Put, puts it through as uh, yeah, refugee stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Like, uh, sneaking in with an uh, Iranian refugee shipment or something like that. Um so no, so so he does his thing. Uh, Leon, of course, is like, "Hey, you know what's going to happen if this doesn't pan out?" And he's like, "It'll pan out." Like he's, he's sure yeah. of it. He's uh, confident. One of my favorite things here, though, is before he goes to the laptop, uh, Elliot's still on his knees, and Mister Robot literally picks him up and gets him back on his feet. 
it, it, when he says as he's doing it, I, I hope you weren't bluffing. But I just love the idea that Mr. Robot... I, and the, the idea we've had the whole show is that Mr. Robot's there to help him cope with things. So the idea that he's literally standing him up, like picking yeah. him up off the floor and putting him back on his feet is a really nice idea. Yeah, really it's nice great visual. Injury, isn't it? Uh, so, uh, also, just out, uh, before Leon leaves, uh, he says, I always had faith in you, cuz. Yeah. I like Leon. I do like Leon. Leon's this weird thing where he's a threat to all the characters I like, but he's always... It's really likeable still. Because yeah. he's never like a dick about it. He's like, hey, look, if they tell me to kill you, I'm going to kill you. But I don't want to kill you, but I will. So he's like, hey, just type me on and do the hack. And we, we, we cut out to uh, the FBI car and Dom's with Elliot. But first, which, first of all, it's just kind of strange to have Elliot and Dom in a scene together. It uh, is really weird, isn't it? It's like, oh man, where's this going? And I think what's interesting, we've been speculating a lot about the whole hacking Avengers and Dom teaming up with them. And I still think down the line that's kind of ultimately what's going to happen. But this episode did a really good job of pushing that f- as far back as possible because Dom is not happy with these two right now. Dom, Dom is livid because uh, she even says as she puts in her passport, she's like, I'm not doing this for you. Like She she really points oh, that yeah. out. Yeah, that that's one thing, but it's her scene with Darlene that oh, yeah. really sells it. Uh, it's funny, as good as I said her acting was in the scene with the axe... I actually think this tops it. This this might be her standout moment. It, it might be. And she's been in some great scenes uh, throughout the last two seasons. Uh, some action scenes, but in terms of emotion, in terms of raw emotion, this was cutting. Cause... I, I think because you, you say that like, a lot of it, she has been very closed off and stoic. Yeah. So it's, it's rare we actually see much emotion from her. But I think what works about it is she, she's you know she's telling Darlene she's an awful person, she's a terrible person. Don't ever convince yourself of anything else. Um, you know, live with that and die with that, and maybe you know you'll do that's scratching the surface about how I feel like, feel of you. And the reason why I think this all works is, and she, she I mean she kind of flat out says it. She says you know you've ruined my life, you've taken my life from me. But she has like the entire two seasons, she has been the most noble character in the show. She is devout to her belief in doing the right thing and being a good FBI agent and f- catching the bad guy and not letting corruption get in the way and not taking bribes. And you know, she's she's she was pissed at Santiago earlier on. She she's she's disgusted yeah. by him. And now and, she is and, that. And now she, she is the thing that she, she hates. Yeah, she is forced to give up all of her morals, all of her duty, her sense of right and wrong. She is forced to compromise all of it. She's been forced to do that because of interacting with Darlene. And being part I, of this. I, th- I think it hurts more as well because I think she did actually like Darlene as well. I, yeah, after the last episode, yeah. it, we know that she is always, you know, she says that she doesn't have any friends and she was kind of getting towards the point where Darlene might be a friend. I and agree. Then, yeah. And then this. I think it hurts more because she did like her. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a betrayal because of that. And I think Darlene likes her too. I, I think that, I that, that pain in her face is she's looking back looks at her. her and she, she, she looks like she hates what she's done because she, she obviously she didn't mean to do this. Yeah, not that specifically, absolutely, you know. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of goes back to her on the train earlier in the season where she's like, you know, I've already robbed from you, so just take yeah, the rest. Yeah, exactly. It, you know. It's, that... it's going to really reinforce that uh, on a more personal level. Yeah, that, that guilt is there. Um, and, yeah, so, so it's a fantastic scene. Re- really strong stuff. And it really makes me think, next season, seeing Dom having to, like, ha- like... I feel like when we come back, she may not have done anything for them yet, but she'll get that first request... And they'll be like, yeah. "Oh, like now she has to like hand over information, or yeah, maybe." I think it'll go. I think it'll go a little while without them doing anything. Yeah, and she'll be like, "Okay," and it'll be just when she thinks that maybe she's okay. They'll be like, "We need you to do something." Sure, it'll be. She'll catch someone that's really bad, 
and then at the last second she'll get a message saying no he works with us you have to let him go or you have to cover this up for him or whatever you know yeah i can, I can see it being something like that and it's going to eat our soul uh and it, but I, I do ultimately think you know we've kind of opened that door where she like everyone else has got a reason to hate white rose and it's just a case of what gets us to that point where she realizes she has to work with darlene and elliot and yeah. potentially angela who i i i think the thing is though it's going to be a a point of desperation that pushes oh, sure, them yeah. to it, and it, it makes me go right. What what's going to happen that's bad enough that makes these people desperate enough? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just just makes me worry for the future. I'll just say uh, I actually wrote down at one point during this scene, uh, Dom is broken, which is a weird callback because that's what I wrote like six episodes <laughs> yeah. ago for Angela. But for yeah. some reason, I like this idea of having running jokes in my notes. So Dom is broken. <laughs> Sorry, right, I did the same thing. <laughs> oh, we're just sad. So, no, yeah, but the one interesting thing, so so Darlene is in the car with uh, Elliot, and they're on the on the computer, and he's getting access to the data and all that, and it's basically Romero had uh, was cloning and viewing who was doing what in the computer in the in the F Society arcade. But they discover something they didn't expect is that he's not the one who actually duplicated the info, the the, the keys. That mm. wasn't him. And we actually end the scene with her saying, well, if he didn't do it, then who the hell did? And we actually cut away, and we cut, and I kind of had a guess who it was, but... Well, uh, yeah, she says, oh, if I didn't do it, and you didn't do it. And it's like, well, it wasn't Trenton, because obviously she's the one sending yeah. this information, and presumably that means, oh, well, we want to be mobile, will it? It's like, well, that only leaves one possibility. Yeah, but they don't say it yet, but save it for they later. Uh, so we actually go in a scene on the train. Uh, Elliot and Darlene are sitting on the train together. Yeah. And I actually noted down here, this, is, this feels like a season one scene almost, but it was more of that later, but this very, very specifically does. Yeah. Uh, and she brings up Kevin McAllister. And if you don't remember, Kevin McAllister was the snowman they built on the day that he went out the window. Notice my phrase in there. I uh, did. <laughs> very, very, very uh, diplomatic of you. <laughs> well, Joe, you know it's funny because it was just this season where we started to question, you know, we only because it was when never when Krista had never heard it. We thought, oh, that's weird. He's never said that to her before. And then we started thinking about, well, he's the only person who's ever really told us oh, about this. Yeah. yeah. And the, my S one referencing here, uh, I actually wrote down this was almost like a miniature sequel to the sister thing from season one, where you know where he, he tries to kiss Darlene and she's like, hey, don't you remember who I am? Because he, he brings up she brings up Kevin McCaster. Why did you bring up that story? Why did you want to talk about it? He's like, oh, that was the day that Dad pushed me out the window, and she gives him this look and says, what do you mean dad pushed you out the window? And I'm like, holy shit. And I just sort of like, what, you know, they're doing it. Oh my I, God. I, I mean, doing as it. soon as they brought up Kevin McAllister, I was like, I know what this is going to be. Cause you know, we've been talking about it. Like you said, yeah. I was like, this is gonna This is going to be that. And I was like, Oh, I can't wait to see how it really went down. And yeah. So she tells the story. Like, like they were looking for a camera and dad came home and Elliot freaked out and made her hide thinking that he was dangerous for some reason. And he grabbed a baseball bat and, he ended up going nuts. Like he was there, he's trying to calm down. He was swinging it around. He was hitting things, and then eventually he hit the window with a baseball bat and jumped out himself. Yeah, but, he, but before he jumped, he was threatening, and he was saying that he was going to jump. So he yeah. was like, it was, a, it was a, it wasn't just a jump, a spur of the moment. It was, it was thought out. Thought out in the sense that he got up there and and you know took the time to say I'm going to jump. You know, like you know he took that time to have that moment rather than just went straight out. Yeah, but thought it implies it was pre pre 
no, I mean in the moment still. Like he took a moment to think about it and and threaten it rather than just do it immediately. Oh yeah, I, yeah, but I, I don't think it was predetermined before. No, no, I don't either. I don't think it was predetermined before he said it. I think when he said it was the first time it okay occurred to him. What I think is interesting about this is I feel like going back to that scene at the movie theater back from a couple of episodes ago in the flashback. I I think this idea of once he knew his father was sick. He deliberately tried to make his father out to be a monster in his head, even though he wasn't. Yeah, as a way of coping, because if he's if he hates him, if he's angry at him, then he won't he feel won't, sad. He won't miss him. Yeah, yeah, he won't feel sad. And I think that's like uh, a, a big thing. I think that's maybe how the the start of this condition was maybe created in some ways. Um, and you know, you, I mean, you you, you almost what like we spoke about how that moment in the movie theater may have been the birth of the actual visual I see Mr. Robot yeah, you know, in, in his head and he thinks he goes in with him uh, after the fact. Uh, but the, the whole idea that, that he, he acts, you know, when his, his dad goes down, he never reacted with fear or like or worry. Well, like the yeah. idea that he, he you know, to, to us at least he felt like he was being like unresponsive to it. But that's part of this whole thing where he... He doesn't feel it because he's made himself hate him first, and then of course, if if he's got an actual Mister Robot standing in there as well, on top of that, yeah. Uh, but this thing in this scene here, did it did over the years, over the time, did he just convince himself, like tell himself that his dad did it so much that he started to believe it, or did he see a Mister Robot push him out the window? Is that what, from his perspective, he experienced? Because to go back to season one, I think it was the very end of the, I think it was the end of the very first episode, Mister mm. Robot pushes him off that wall. He 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 pushes him and he falls. That might be the end of episode two. By the end of episode two, okay, but it's, it's very early on. Yeah, it's it's early, yeah. Yeah, and it's the idea that he sees that and he feels it, but in reality, he just jumped off. And it's the it was it the same here as a child? Did he see a Mister Robot push him? Maybe. It's it's actually hard to say. Yeah, because it it does murk, it murk it up a little bit. Because you know we were saying, oh, maybe that cinema scene was the the birth of Mister Robot, whereas this would have been before that. Because because that had a symbolic thing where he took his jacket, which is why I think yeah. we 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 kind of maybe lean towards that being the start of actually seeing someone. Um, but I, I I think it's not so much that he convinced himself later. I actually think he probably convinced himself his dad pushed him. In Almost immediately, yeah. yeah. Like he was probably convinced that he he did it as soon as he woke up from the hospital bed. Right. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I I mean I have not a lot to go on here. I'm just kind of making some guesses here, but it feels more like that at least right now, given what they've shown us. Um, but what I love about this though is like you know Darlene's you know he's he's like I don't remember this at all, and she's like, well, I'm here to remember for you, and I I kind of like the idea that she she's like the human version of one of his CDs. She yeah. actually has the the truth, the data, the, of what actually happened. Like all the of his hard, data is corrupted. The hard evidence. Yeah, she, she was there. She saw it. She's a, an objective witness. And even the idea that she was hiding in the closet uh, in this scene, in the, in, when this happened, it actually it sounds like season one. All this was going on, and we didn't know she was her sister or his sister. Yeah. Uh, and then we found out at the end, ta-da, out the closet. You know, yeah, ignoring yeah, yeah. ignoring weird. You know, obviously, out of the closet means coming out as you know your sexuality, yeah. ignoring all those connotations. I just mean, but, but using it as a metaphor for just hiding any yeah. secret here. Yeah, hiding a secret and then jumping out at the end, saying, "No, I was there. I saw this. I was part of this story." 
Yeah. Uh, it kind of feels like that. It was, and that's why it's not only just the fact that she hears this and goes, "Wait, that didn't happen that way." Not only does that remind you of the season one kind of twist, just the idea that the whole thing again is that no, she was there because she was his sister. It's actually kind yeah. of tying into the same she, twist she, again. She said, but he he doesn't even remember that she was there. He, yeah, he has again, no idea yeah. of that. Yeah, like how in season one he didn't even know she was yeah. his sister. Yeah. Exact same sort of thing. It's like it's a it's like an expansion to that same twist. It is. It's it's why again I mentioned last week how if I didn't know that this wasn't the end of the show, mm. I'd, I'd say it could feel like it in the sense that all these season one references is very you know okay the the, 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 the end ver- is the start. Yeah, there's a very full circle kind of feel to a lot of this last chunk of the episode. Yeah. So no, it was a very 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 fascinating scene. It was a very sweet scene as well. Like the way she was kind of reassuring him. Uh, you know that that whole I'm here to remember for you was a very kind of sweet moment, and then even just after that, she's like, you know, Trenton sent you that email because she trusted you, because I trust you. Like you know, there was a, a reaffirming there, and then she leaves. He's like, I'm going to stay in the train for a while. She leaves. Everyone else leaves. Uh, literally, everyone else in the train gets off at this stop. Yeah. And then Mister Robot come walks in and sits across from like, okay, this is very season one, and. It, it, it's it's oh we've been here before. This was very season one, and then when it cuts to where they get off and they're sitting back to back on the, the benches in the train station, it's exactly that 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 setup yeah. from season. The very first episode had this, and I was like, okay, we're really doing this, and the whole conversation is 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 very much uh, about like obviously like, he says, okay, Mister Robot, you're the one who did the backup, you're the one who did that even though you're the one the whole time who's been telling me we have to do this, we have to have no remorse, and we have to, like, this whole time, you you, you, you did that. But the conversation quickly becomes kind of this examination of them and how maybe now getting into season four, the new status quo might be that, no, they're on the same page and they actually kind of accept that they both need to exist for each other. But I think what's really interesting is even at that point, like, where we're getting to that, they fundamentally disagree on this because... Elliot wants to undo five nine. This is this is what this conversation is about. He's like, no, I'm, I'm I want to undo it. But no, Mister Robots, uh, no, uh, this is the best part of it though, is that he, they disagree. But then Mister Robot accepts that it's his choice because he because he's like, oh, why even do it now? What's the point? And Elliot, and probably my favorite line of the entire episode is for me. Yeah, I'm doing this for me. It's about him getting over his own guilt and. He asked Mister Robot why he did it. Why did you do these backups? Why did you, you know, have copies of these keys? And he says because it's what you would have done. Because as much as I hate to admit it, there's part of you and me. You were right. And like, and I don't know why that is. Like, I don't know why I exist. Only you know why I exist. You know, they fully talk about the fact that he's not really real. He's just part of him. Yeah. They're both part of the same person. And i really feel that this is the start of like if we're going to end the show with him becoming a whole person like where this is a you know, he's cured essentially because he come, becomes one that's almost feels like the first step i'm telling you now the end of the show is is elliot putting on the mr robot jacket from the closet because <laughs> you know, mr. Ro- mr robot no. is gone and he puts on the jacket because he that's you know he's both of them now i see why you're saying that i'm going to say no because esmail's that's too obvious for Esmail. He's going to do something wackier uh, see, than that. You say that, but what, what, why not go with the obvious when it's a great moment? No, because he has to leave it behind. He has to leave it behind. Putting on the jackets, okay. it meant he's still around. He has to leave well, Mr. Well, see, that, that's it. Like, it depends which way you go with it. Does, it. does he leave Mr. Rob behind and go, I don't need you anymore? Or does it become, no, you're part of me, you're always part of me. 
but not as a separate well, no. identity. Well, no, absolutely as accepting that he's part of him. He's because he has to become whole. He has to become one. But the idea that he has a separate part of him that wears this jacket, <laughs> I think, well, is what he has that, to leave behind. That's what I mean. Because like, at the minute, we'd never see him wear the jacket. It's always Mr. Robot has his jacket, of course, but he's not wearing the physical jacket because we know that's at home in the apartment. So here I'm saying is it will be Elliot putting on the jacket to you know to be like, okay, no. Not at the end I of the show. You'll do that before the end of the show. Okay, I can see it. He'll, he'll do that because he has to like, achieve something. He'll do that when he's going on a big mission of some kind. He'll make a symbolic point of putting the jacket on. Okay. But that's not the end of the show. It's too easy. Okay. We'll see. Look, just because I was right about Angela and I was right about something in Dark this week, I'm knocking them out of the park, all right? <laughs> you, you. I still have Australia. That was a stupid prediction that you got right. I've been knocking out some proper things this week. <laughs> proper, proper predictions. We'll see. So I'm not I'm not accepting your nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's easier to say something's not that, that it won't be than it is to predict the actual moment. So if I've got that, then I, I'm 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 having all the credits. Yeah, but I got I got the Angela thing right. That's that's fine. It's okay, whatever. I got the thing in dark right. I can't spoil it because it's a different show. But oh, I mean, I'll give you the one in dark. I'm, I'm not disputing that. Whereas the one in Angela was like, I I agreed that it was likely. I just didn't like it. Hmm. So I'll still taking points. Points are still being had. Fine, have your points. So, uh, so after this, though, like, he's like, you know, me, I'm doing this for me, which I thought was a really great uh, moment for him. Like, just hey, it's like for the first time, he's just admitting that he needs to feel better about something. So again, if we go on this whole idea that he's getting better, and this is the start of them finally coming together, like you know, down the line, they may actually properly just completely merge. Uh, it makes sense that it's the, it's the start of this. You know, if this is therapy, if he's going through therapy, which he technically is, but if this is part of it where he's accepting that no, I need to do this for me. It feels like that. It feels like the start of that. But he then like he then reiterates something we've not heard since since season one. I think it's like the opening scene of of, of the first episode. Oh, it is the opening scene. He says it in the opening scene and the closing scene of the first episode. Yeah. Uh, but he actually he says like because because you know Mister Robot says yeah but okay, fine, but this won't hurt them. Like This has all been for nothing. And he says, well, no, it has been for something. Uh, they, they showed themselves. The, the, the 1% of the 1%. They won't win. You know, the secret men who run everything from the shadows, I know who they are now. And they, they uh, you know, I, so I paraphrase some of that, but the, the final thing he says is, now I'm going to take them down. Mm. it's this mission statement it's like no now I know who they really are Like the first three seasons was almost just about finding out who the 1% of the 1% really are well that's it because he thought it was Eco, but it's like well it, it wasn't really no, no. was it they, they, were they, just, they were just a puppet no 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 they were the 1% Dark Army are the 1% of the 1% oh okay I'm with you do you see what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. But obviously because obviously when he first you know says that in, in episode 1 you, you have it's it's the Eco boardroom that, yeah. that, he's, that you see that are all the shadowy figures and it's like that's the implication that it's them. He believes that E Corp was what he was but talking I, I, again, about. Again, that's just his perception. That's just his vantage is, yeah. point. Yeah, that's what he sees. So that's all we can really understand it as. Um, but no, then Mister Robot says, "I want us to keep talking. I want us to be a team. I can't force you to do this, so I'm asking." And again, mm. the, the whole idea that he's just asking to be a part of. The, the team and help and like it's different from season one where he just kind of forced his way in but n- like n- now he's like no let's, let's conscientiously agree to do this yeah. together uh so 
Again, I, I love that. Again, for season four, we may have a completely different dynamic with Elliot and Mister Robot. Like, it'll be, it'll be again completely new from what and we've had. And then I'm going right. How does this get ruined by the end of season four to give us something different for five? Unless it's like way better in five somehow. Po- possibly. Uh, I mean, we had kind of the same status quo for one and two, so I, I, I wouldn't shock me if four and I five. Mean, two, two was different though, because. One and two were different in the way that two was the same relationship, except he was aware that it was okay, a relationship. Okay, sure, yeah, the, the, rather... yeah. The, okay, there was a key difference there, and he knew he wasn't. He wasn't. So the, fake, the, the way that they addressed real. each other was very different. Okay, sure, sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe by end of season four, he realizes like why he's there, what he truly represents. Like he has more of an understanding. Mm. Like you well, know, maybe, like maybe in season five, like he literally just calls him dad. Or you know, there's something like that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm yeah. just, bald. I'm just, you know, spit, spit, no, spit But, um, but yeah. And then he even says to him, "I wasn't, you know, uh, I wasn't pushed. I, I jumped. Did you know that?" And that's actually what we end that that scene on. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it goes back to it later. But that's kind of one of the big final moments of it. Is it? He says that and it cuts. Uh, and it's actually around here that it starts playing the uh, the fantastic song by M83 intro. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with it, it's from. Uh, Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. It's a great album. Uh, that happens just as, you know, Elliot's, he said he's going to go undo the hack. And we actually cut to a TV in a, a store playing the ending of Superman the movie in which Superman reverses time by flying around the Earth backwards to make it spit. Which, by the way, from a scientific perspective, that's... Absolute bollocks. Yeah, it's nonsense. And Esmail knows that. Don't worry. He, he does he's know not that. an idiot. Which, which I, I, I think that's... It's just, obviously, it's just thematic again. It's the idea that Elliot's going to turn back time by undoing and, the hat, and he's going to be a superhero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even earlier on, I said he said it like a superhero. I am better. Yeah, yeah. We've been saying the whole time, you know, he's going to get the hacking Avengers. Yeah. Uh, so it is very much that he 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 is going to turn back time. The fact that so many scenes at the end of this episode feel like season one. Uh, you know, again, we're turning back time. Yeah, and, uh, and we spoke about last week how Angela kind of believes that that is literally happening, and the the status quos are going back to how they should be. Yeah. Uh, so no, it's just, it's great stuff. But yeah, I, again, so it's just very, 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 and even the fact that it's nonsense, you could argue, is kind of the point as well. The idea that is White Rose delusional, or is she really building a time machine or something? Yeah, look at it. It's all it's all just stuff in movies. The, the way that it's presented here, it's just it's just a a thing. It, it's not real. But do they resurface? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? See, this this is the thing. Now they've spent so much time going, nah, nah, it's all bollocks. I'm going again. Just maybe it's like. Could it be real? <laughs> I'm, I'm quite. I'm, I'm. I'm always second guessing. So I'm going just, just, just there. It's like, could she be? Re- could she be right? Yeah. I mean, I, I've said some of this in order because I, I went ahead in the conversation and then went back to the Superman and uh, mute yeah. song kicking in. Uh, but all, all, all of it's here, of course. Um, and it, it had all the data embedded on a photo on the Elliot's disc. So the one we yeah, started to start said, the episode, oh, you, you'll know which one. Yeah. And it's of course the the Back to the Future one with him dressed as uh, as a uh... oh god, I forgot his name, Doctor Marty and just Doc. He just calls him Doc all the time. Well, that's going to bug me the shit out of me now. This is beautiful. The dog dog's Einstein. I remember the name of the dog. The dog his name's Einstein. Brown Emmett Brown. God damn it! <laughs> that took me too long. Do you know the best part of that is? I actually knew that one, and I was like, I could tell you, but this is way too fun. I got it, I got it. 
Doctor I, I just want to see how long it would go because you know, all the shit you give me about the, about that movie. And for, for the Lorraine, Beth, George, all the main characters. Yeah, suck it. Yeah, yeah, you, you I, come. I haven't forgotten. Like you knew all those. I, I didn't. I, I knew a couple of those. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I've seen it once, so I don't care. Uh, and it all comes back uh, to you know hit and enter. That's kind of the end of the episode. He hits the key and it cuts the credits. Uh, yeah. And I, and I said actually uh, just after that, Elliot literally just turned back time. Well, yeah. I mean not literally. Literally is maybe a, bit, a strong word, but um, but just in, in the sense that we've been building to this all season. We've been building to the idea that someone's going to turn back time, thinking it's White Rose, and it's actually Elliot with a stroke of a key at the end who actually turns something back. I think that's a fascinating little uh, twist of events. But it is, isn't it? It's like okay, he he's really he he's achieved White Rose's goal in some ways. Yeah, you know, he's done what she wants. Yeah, in a spiritual sense, he's he's achieved. Yeah, which is I wonder if that's why maybe she sees him as a as as a potential partner and equal. Yeah. The idea of no, 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 he believes in this too. He look, he he is proof that you can do this. On, on the level that he is willing to believe. If he believed at my level that we could do it this way, then then we could do it at this level as well. Yeah, and he, he of course... And that's one of the other things that uh, White Rose, you know, made clear in that, that scene with the bath, was uh, how special Elliot is. Like, she still believes that, clearly. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that, was the, that was the last scene before the post-credits scene. So the post-credits scene comes in at the end, of course, and we actually start in a car... Uh, this driving down the street. That's, that's final scene. By the way, is all one shot. It's a very impressive shot because it's actually. It is the way it follows this car is fantastic. Because it follows the car, but then it switches to Darlene uh, and a new friend she's made <laughs> uh, on this night, a prostitute, and they're they're walking down the street and it follows them, and eventually it gets to outside Elliot's place, and then it goes back over to the car, and like the whole thing's one shot. It's very nice. Mm. Uh, so they they get agitated by the car a little bit, but then it's mainly them talking, and the key points here really. Is that Angela? Sorry, not Angela. I was doing that a lot last week. Darlene uh, is being kind of optimistic. She's saying, "Oh, things will probably get better. They'll probably get their data back. It'll be a start." And she's like, "No, like, I think there's hope. Don't lose hope." She's being optimistic. The prostitute now has been very cynical and be like, "That's it's not like, how economy works. Like this capitalist system. Like there's yeah, more yeah. to this." It's just like, yeah, even if it does come back, great. I have eighty k debt. So what? I'm still screwed. Yeah, it, it, it was almost like a, a a commentary, just kind of. Uh, on the show, saying, so like, okay, okay, the show simplifies things down a little bit, but it really is a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. And and also, to go into, you know, of what Elliot had just done, it's like, well, yeah, it, it, it makes it seem, was it selfish? You know, like we, we know he was saying, oh, I want to do it for me. You know, that was what that, that scene was about. It would make him feel better. But ultimately, he we assume, at least, he did think it would be doing the right thing in, in general as well. And this question's was it? But I, I don't think this question is this is this the right thing any more than was it doing in the first place the right thing? Because no. I think equally, because we thought, oh, this was going to be a great, oh, not we, but like they thought it was just revolution, everyone's going to be happy, and it put us into this shithole. So now that there's a chance to go back, okay, so a lot of people who maybe lost some debt that they're happy to lose, they're going to be in a worse place when it goes back again, but... Well, society as a whole, like, well, the good outweigh the bad. Like, it seems that in both cases there was going to be positives and negatives to both. Oh, definitely. So, uh, I, I think you could argue it's selfish, but I think ultimately he's just putting it back in the place it was. So he's, you know, again, he's resetting things so that it's yeah. as if he never interfered in the first place, uh, which for some people's worse. 
but for a lot of people it'll Absolutely. be better yeah so you know I, I think you can look at it either way uh, in that sense um also there was a lot of uh posters in the background at one point of uh Putin but with uh the, the rainbow the rainbow over yeah. it yeah 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 that was a nice touch it was because there were i really noticed the way they put up posters on the show especially in this scene is they put up like 40 or 50 posters of the same thing you know in one block and then they'll move on to the next poster and do like because you had like uh, one was just yeah the, the f society mask like 50 times then you'd move on to the, the Putin poster. Like it, it would, it would like work in blocks. You wouldn't have them mixed in at all. Okay, okay. Uh, so I thought it was just really interesting the way it kind of was like just to make sure you see this. There's no, oh, there's hiding. Like they're all mixed in. It's like no, no. This is clear what this is. Ah, yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, and then we get uh, our cliffhanger, a return of someone. Uh, the car stops and. Four four individuals walk up to Darlene, and she's like, "Can I help you, fellas?" And they did it at the front. It's like, "Oh, I'm just a brave traveler," and uh, he, he spouts some philosophical nonsense. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even going to begin to decipher it. And she's like, "Oh, who are you?" And the camera spins round. Uh, Such I, a dramatic spin as well. Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay, so we're obviously going to know who this is." So the camera's treating it as if we're going yeah. to recognize this person, and I'm like, "I don't think I was prepared." For and I had to check his name because I didn't remember his name. Uh, but I know full well who he is. Uh, Vera from season one, the one who killed Shayla and the, yeah. the drug dealer who caused Elliot a lot of trouble back then. He's a. I mean, again, to go back to the fact that we've reset time in season one, and then we have the season one character back. Uh, you know, you can lose into that. Who was incredibly threatening at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, how does he work in a season four? Like, how does he work now mixed in with all this dark army stuff? Like, this is, like. Yeah fascinating isn't it yeah i'm really curious uh, as to how this plays out but uh but of course continuing this tradition of having the post credit scene uh in a season finale uh so you know it was a nice shot though i, I like the camera work involved yeah definitely so, it, it's one of those things where okay i don't know where this is going because this is but it's it's nice to know that okay you're shaking things up again for the next season it's not just going to be straightforward Oh sure, yeah. Again, we didn't know going into season three this whole Angela's working with Mister Robot but not Elliot thing. Like that was like a complete game changer on the the premiere. Yeah. And then you know who who's to say what the season four premiere is going to like drop on is that will shake things up and make us go, oh crap, this is this is what this all, season's going to be. All I know is it won't come soon enough because let's be honest, it's probably not going to be till twenty nineteen, and that hurts. If the gap is the same, then yeah. That said, though, Sam Esmail did say they were already in the writers' room. Yeah, yeah. When when, when the announcement of yeah. the, the new season, he tweeted with a picture, didn't he? So, here's hoping that you know yeah. that maybe they've already been in the writers' room. This is just the first, like you know, they've made it public Official now. Announcement. Yeah, yeah. But they've actually been in the writers' room for like two months. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll maybe. get lucky and we'll get season four in 2018. But if not, I mean, there's so many good like cable and streaming shows that are like spacing themselves out now that they never seem to be short for something it is it is I, th- I noticed uh, I think it was earlier today I saw something that, that Better Call Saul might be later than I thought it was going to be because they're only starting shooting in January oh god that may end up being like October then next year it, it was I mean the, the, this this comes from like casting calls for things that you know that they want for, for people in stuff in January and it's implied usually that stuff is kind of early on when they get those casting calls out they could still make summer but yeah but we, we were hoping for like an early so like early so like june mm. and i think that's pushing it a bit 
It depends. It, 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 depends it, it depends how big these roles are. It depends. Are they there for the first the start of the season or is this exactly, like we yeah. need these for like halfway through the season like i mean there's a lot yeah to... it, it, it's true they, they could be oh we only need these to, to film like a couple of little bits but, at the end essentially but yeah that said folk aren't here to hear us debating when better call saw mate they're back. not they're not but they should be because it's another excellent show that they should be watching it's an excellent show uh but that's mr robot uh season finale season three is done uh so i guess I'll, I'll pose you a question here to wrap up the the finale Best season so far. I don't know. I think this is a very tight season in what it's doing. And I think it was the most consistently emotional. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think maybe two had moments that were like, okay, no, that made me like go, wow. You know, it did things that really went above and beyond more than ever before. But then one had like all the crazy reveals at the time. Like, I don't, I don't know. They're all, they're all like really high for different reasons. Yeah. One had the best twist. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they've been smart to never try and top that. No, because they've no. never tried to do a big twist again. Not in that way. They've got no, We've done that. Well, the present thing was kind of. Uh, a bit... I mean, they, 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 it was, but not in the same way. Not because again, that was much earlier that that was there. It was like, no, no, you still got half a season after that to play with. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. There was nothing like that this season. There was no, like, no. What's going on is actually not real. You'll find out later on. It was all, uh, you know, it wasn't doing that. It was like, no, no. We've set these characters up. Let's do what the story's meant to do. Instead, mm. we got an insane episode that was all one shot or. Uh, and you know, presented yeah, as one shot, yeah. which is a, a gorgeous episode, and then just all the emotional beats of the, like, oh, like four or five episodes in a row that were just like stop making me feel things, Mister Robot. I think I may give it a season three. I, I think, and not not by a huge amount, but I think looking back, especially something you just said there, like I, I think I love the the, the premiere. I I love this new setup with. Uh, with Mr. Robot and Elliot uh, swapping in and out, and Dar- uh, Angela working with one of them, but I think, like, yeah, episode like four through eight is maybe the best run of episodes in a row the show's ever had. Yeah, and honestly, outside of the, I think the the Tyrell episode is definitely the weakest episode of the season. It is, yeah. Still not bad, but the weakest. But outside of that, it's remarkably consistent. It's a very tight, yeah. It's a very tight season. Uh, you you can't fault that. Uh, interesting, there was no Tyrell in the finale, which I I was actually laughing at because last season he was in he was not in the whole season, but he was in the finale, and then mm. this season he was there pretty much the whole time, and then not yeah. in the finale. I thought that was kind of funny. A nice nice twist. But yeah, so obviously we'll see him next season. Obviously, it, just, it wasn't uh, important to the events of this specific. Yeah, episode. yeah, he'll he'll be back when it's relevant. Whereas here it's just like, well, he's not relevant. No no need to just shove him in there for the sake of it. Which is another strength of this show. It knows what to do at the yeah. time it doesn't it doesn't go oh well we it's, it's, it's the end of the season we've got to show everyone it's like no no that's not that's not important so price is a much more important character than he seemed in the first season certainly he's grown up uh quite a bit oh absolutely in terms of the ranks uh i'm actually kind of interested to see how he tries to fight back white rose uh compared to the rest of the, the, the characters uh I, I suppose we should say goodbye to a few characters we've lost uh we we, we lost grant of course we we lost um 
uh, Joanna. Do you know what? Back at the start I'm a of the little season. bit annoyed about Grant. We only just went to the effort of learning his name last episode. <laughs> we were like, okay, he seems important now. We should probably learn his name. And then this happens. I, li- I liked how he went, though. I actually really liked the... Uh, I did. It was a really great moment. The, the impact of the moment, the, the, what it implies for like people yeah. around White Rose, it, yeah, it, I, yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's it was perfectly executed in that sense. But yeah, Grant, Santiago, you know, bye-bye Santiago. Mm. May you rest in peace, I suppose. Yeah. Still a little upset about Joanna again. I, I said at the time, I feel like mm. uh, it, a missed opportunity, given how terrifying she was. Yeah, I, th- I think the only disappointment there with her is that it felt like there maybe was more to do with her specifically, but it does work for in the sense of uh, Tyrell's... It works for Tyrell. Puppetry. You know, like, it, he's lost it, yeah, everything. It, like, it works for him. It works for him, but it's really disappointing from her side of things. Because I remember at the end of last season, we thought, oh man, she's terrifying. She's going to be like a big, bad character in the show. And then ultimately, she, she wasn't. And... You know, maybe going forward, it, it does set up the idea that anyone can die at any time. It uh, does. What, what I was saying earlier on, actually, I was really worried that uh, after we thought everything was okay, that we were just going to get like a stray bullet hit, like Darling in the head, and we'd have like the, the shock no, death. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, we, we've seen her death. It's in a plane. <laughs> we've seen her death, and this ain't it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a reference to Godless, the uh, limited series from Netflix that uh, came out a couple of weeks ago. You should check that out. It's a very pretty show. It's not the, the plot's only the plot's pretty derivative and straightforward, but it's a very pretty show with good good, good actors and good action. So you may want to check that out. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, which actually, it's probably something we should do here at the end. Is, since folk you may have found us through Mr. Robot, uh, should you wish to check out other shows we cover, uh, or more specifically, our discussions of the other shows we cover? stuff coming up soon that may be of interest obviously you can go back and check out all our Twin Peaks stuff uh, which by the way it just it just occurred to me today I saw someone make a joke about it and I was like man why didn't I not think of that sooner uh, you know how they had the Alabama election the other day yeah uh, and thankfully the pedophile did not win but the person who did win was named Doug Jones and someone started making <laughs> Dougie Jones reference and I was like oh my god how did I not click and start making jokes sooner I was like <laughs> for shame I was like thank Dougie <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a friend who's just started watching that season. Oh god! You get to, yeah. you get to Mr. Jackpots. <laughs> Mr. Jackpots. Oh man! He's like, I was like, he's like, where are you guys on this? And we just, I just replied again, Mr. Jackpots. <laughs> Showtime of flat out said that they'll they'll do more if Lynch wants to. So oh, did they? I didn't see that. Yeah, well, like Lynch, my man. Yeah, he he hasn't got another twenty years. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, he's only be, 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 be quicker. He needs to get to. It. Uh, but I'm hoping I'm hoping he makes the right choice. But as far as things uh, that you might be interested in, otherwise, and stuff that's coming up now, admittedly, uh, it's a bit hazy right now as to what the the, the coming shows are because we're you know close to Christmas. It's kind of a weird time of year. Yeah, we're at we're at that weird point where we know things are coming, but we don't have dates for yeah. a lot of it. And the obvious things to maybe suggest would be Westworld. We know season two of that can't be too far away. Spring, I imagine. Uh, in terms of what we have confirmed, we have a uh, Black Mirror coming. Uh, just after Christmas, uh, obviously it's yeah. an anthology show, but we had good, we have good fun talking about that because they're usually very uh, good things to dissect, good science fiction that really kind of cuts deep. I, I know, uh, just as well, running at the minute. I know you mentioned Dark earlier. Oh yeah, uh, you, you you probably enjoy that if you, if you like Mr. Robot. Po- yeah, possibly. Obviously, it's more concrete sci-fi because there's actual time travel. But, uh, but the, yeah. just the, the the implications of things and the way it plays with things are very fascinating. Yeah. Uh, also, for sure, check out Handmaid's Tale. Uh, season 2, that's coming in April. That was a very good first season. 
less about theorizing the mystery. There's a lot about mystery, but it's more about the the really really, really strong character work and drama and the uh, the just the, the filmmaking involved. It's really really strong. So yeah, uh, basically we're recommending all that. There's a lot of good prestige TV coming coming about. So. There is. We're we're, so. we're excited for it all to start up again because. This this is it now. I mean, like Black Mirror kind of coming out of there is is a nice little. Oh, okay, so we've got something. But otherwise, I'm going okay. Yeah, I mean, April. there's stuff that could be great. Uh, Counterparts starting in January, which is an alternate reality show with J.K. Simmons. Yeah, we we have Hopeful. presumably the Expanse coming at some point soon. Yeah, it's weird to not announce the date for that. So again, this idea that all the cable shows and streaming shows are now starting to be... I, I, I remember last year we got to about February and we were like, okay, this is starting to get busy. Whereas right now, February's looking, you know, outside of Netflix and Altered Carbon, it's not looking too bad. Yeah, yeah, and we got Jessica Jones in March, but yeah, it's, it's like I say though, it's funny how all these shows now are starting to be a year and about three months, four months instead of a year. Like, it's yeah. all a year and a bit, which is why some shows are taking, like... West Westworld, for example, is like no, it's not coming in twenty seventeen because it's going to take more than a year. So because of when it was, it's now early twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Yeah. And it really feels like April with Handmaid's Tale might be the start of our year almost in that sense. Yeah, we're all all the busy uh, cable and streaming shows start coming. Uh, Legion's of, another one. We we have no idea. We, we don't. I mean, it was February last year, but I feel like we'd know about it by now if it was February this time. Uh, yeah weird i don't know uh but yeah so <laughs> mr robot uh so so hopefully check out other shows that we cover and maybe you'll like some of those and like our theorizing now admittedly uh this is only the second show that we've been doing the whole note taking for uh who's to say which what what the next show will be that gets that treatment it's hard to say until they actually start getting into something could be westworld given how intricate that was i can see one. maybe westworld yeah i mean there's, there's a few things we've just listed that are strong contenders mm, but Regardless, that that is it. So, any final thoughts on Mr. Robot Season 3 before we uh, say our goodbyes? It, it was excellent, and I'm going to miss it. I am also going to miss it. But here we go. That That is Season 3 of Mr. Robot. So, for another another year, maybe more than a year, uh, well, you know, that's that's uh, our, our adventures with Elliot, Darlene, Angela, and Dom. Who's basically the next, next main character now. Uh, yeah, yeah she is. So, uh, that that is us. So, uh, thank you for uh, watching or listening. Uh, let us know what you thought of the season and the finale in the comments. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. If you're an audio version, make sure you give us a review on the iTunes or whatever. Uh, if you want to support the channel and everything we do here, uh, head over to patreon.com slash TV. There'll be a link to that in the description in the corner. Uh, also, good news, Patreon are about to mess up all the way they handled things and then they cancelled it all today. So if you're oh, worried about they? that... I hadn't seen that. That is fantastic news. I'm really glad for, you know, for everyone who yeah. supports us. I am really glad for you because it was one of these weird changes that didn't actually affect us as the creators. Well, it, was it, only, it, it, it technically gave us slightly more pennies compared to before. Yeah, but yeah, not but by much. Minuscule amounts, but it affected the, the, the supporters a lot. Yeah. And obviously, we, we don't want to screw people ever. We, we don't yeah. want that. Yeah, I, I, I got up to an email today saying, uh, uh, yeah, we messed up, we're sorry, from Patreon. And I, and I was like, wait, what did they mess up on our account? I thought it was specifically for us. And I was like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> and then it was like, no, no, all those changes we announced, we're rolling them all back. Nothing's happening. Uh, so yeah a lot of people made fuss and it seems to have worked so not to worry it's working a lot lately it is and your Patreon's entire system works because people like using it so they have to kind of 
uh, work with us. So they do. Uh, I mean, I, not that I'm crediting us with it. I'm crediting the bigger pa- Patreon accounts. Oh yeah, the big people the... who you know really give them the money and yeah, support thousands them. And thousands and thousands. It basically thousands. makes sure that they exist. They were threatening to leave and go somewhere yeah. else. Uh, so anyway, uh, so that, that, that's that's cool. So <laughs> thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching good TV. Come back, check out some of our other discussions of other shows. Um, and if you are someone who was with us for season two, watched nothing from us for a whole year, and then came back for season three, that's cool too. We'll see you in season four. But you know, check out some other stuff. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV. We'll see you next time. Too far away. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>